You're listening to a sponsored episode on The Top Line. OneStudy Team is a provider of cloud-based software and enrollment solutions for sponsors, sites, and CROs with the mission to accelerate the development of new and life-saving therapies. Today, we're speaking with Alicia Ascari, the Senior Manager of Solutions Consulting at OneStudy Team. She works with top industry sponsors to determine the right technology, solutions, and strategies to solve recruitment and enrollment challenges. She's worked in this space for over 15 years and is passionate about solving problems with modern, easy-to-adopt solutions. Alicia, welcome, and thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here talking with you. I'd like to start off by asking you what patient centricity looks like in clinical trials. Patient centricity is often, you know, I, I attend many industry conferences, and this is this is the topic. This is the direction um, that sponsors are moving in. I think for a while there, it was tools, uh, site-centric tools, which, you know, in theory, they can coexist, right? We can be patient-centric and site-centric at the same time. But really, patient-centricity means that as a patient, as someone that is burdened with a disease, that it is easy for me to find a clinical trial to find a trial that is right for me. And once I do find a trial, not slipping through the cracks during that pre-screening and screening process, really working with a trial that's going to help reduce the burdens that I face as a patient that is, again, burdened with a disease while also having a busy life, trying to find time to participate in the trial. And really, it's our mission as a company to enroll every enrollable patient and make it easier to access, to qualify for a clinical trial. And really, that kind of comes down to having visibility as to what is preventing me from enrolling in a trial. What are the burdens that I'm facing as a patient today that's really holding up that process for me in making sure that I get the therapies that I need? You mentioned pre-screening. So what is pre-screening in clinical trials? Yeah, pre-screening is really that critical time period between patients identifying a trial that's the right fit for them or a site, vice versa, a site identifying a patient that is the right fit for a trial, but prior to informed consent. So that, that critical period between, again, patient identification, but prior to that actual patient or potential participant enrolling in the trial. So it's that period of time that sites are, you know, combing through their EMR systems, looking for patients that qualify for their trials. It's that time where patients are meeting with their physicians, communicating about the trial, and the physician is referring those patients to a specific site or study team that's doing the trial. And that pre-screening period is really the time where we can get visibility into um, the patients that could potentially enroll in this trial that maybe aren't enrolling, maybe it's because there's an IE criteria that they don't qualify for, um, maybe there's a reason that they're choosing not to participate in the trial because it's too much travel or too much of a time commitment. So that pre-screening period is really that time where patients and sites are assessing if that person is a right fit for the trial. So why is this pre-screening an important practice? 
it's important to pay attention to who and who is not making it into your trial. So giving visibility um, prior to informed consent allows sponsors who are sponsoring those clinical trials to get access to that information so that they can really, really hone in on Yes, absolutely, right? They want to know who who's in the trial. Sponsors have a lot of information about who makes it into their trial, but pre-screening and getting data prior to informed consent allows you to really see who who could make it into the trial, who's trying to qualify for the trial, and why are they not making it into the trial? And if sponsors can better understand and work to correct those blocks in the patient funnel, again, much, much sooner, that's how we get to the point where we can enroll, again, every enrollable patient and really maximize um, you know, the, the patients that are enrolling in the trial. So what can sponsors do to promote getting this data from their sites? Yeah, that's, that's really the critical communication that needs to happen. Um, we at One Study Team really support those industry best practices, which are that, that communication line really at Study Startup, for example, communicating with your sites that this is an important objective um, for the trial. Let's say, especially let's say if you are about to start a phase three trial where you know that tracking diversity data, for example, is, is critical, um, not only because the FDA is, is requiring or strongly encouraging, I should say, diversity plans for phase three, but really getting your sites on board with that mission, that diversity mission, letting them know that, hey, we need, we need to know who's not making it into the trial. We need to better understand which patients you are trying to identify that are not either qualifying for the trial or not choosing to participate so that we can, again, getting them on board with that mission of enrolling every enrollable patient. And that really that communication starts at, at study startup. It starts when you're at those investigator meetings, when your CRAs are meeting with the sites and going through their, their checklists. It's really incorporating pre-screening and that kind of pre-screening culture and the why behind it much, much sooner. Really, as soon as your sites are identified in the trial, opening up that conversation and making sure that they're on board with that mission. Circling back a bit, how do you implement pre-screening to increase patient centricity in your trials? Building that culture of of the why behind pre-screening and also at the same time, in order to get pre-screening information from your sites, you have to also, in part of that kind of cultural and change management process, you have to give sites tools that they want to use, right? That's going to make your trial easier to work on. And by giving sites tools that make recruitment and enrollment and managing that patient funnel much, much easier, that is how you end up getting that pre-screening data. Pre-screening data and um, recruitment and enrollment data sort of becomes the byproduct of giving sites tools that make that workflow just easier. And so that's really, again, giving sites tools that um, give them access to the digitized protocol and the most recent amendments as those IE criteria changes. 
giving sites tools that help them manage really complex um, visit schedules. As we all know, protocols are getting more and more complex these days and sites are frankly just overwhelmed by um, the complexities of those schedules. We're seeing more protocol deviations. Um, and so it's really, the challenge is finding tools out there, finding technology out there that can integrate easily into a site's workflow that makes your trials and all of their trials easier to work on. And by doing that, then you're getting sites to provide that data. You know, ultimately sites are the data controllers. Sites, um, really, they are the ones that have access to the patients. They're the ones working with the patients and they need tools that truly make that process easier. So are there any long-term benefits to having these insights? Absolutely, for both the site and the sponsor, right? So um, by having, let's say, let's say you're working on a phase two trial and you're obviously as trialists and the sponsors, you are, the goal is to get to phase three always, right? Um, so if you have a tool um, that's going to gather that information about your phase two trial, really let you know, for example, what are those successful patient pathways? Where did we see the most patients come from? Was it our new recruitment vendors that we're working with? Was it our patient advocacy groups? Was it our various social media campaigns? Was it you know, physician referrals. What were those most successful patient pathways in our phase two trial? Now that we have this information, for example, from one study team, then we can use that data to really design the best phase three protocol to really have that those data-driven insights and being able to, with certainty, know what is going to work and what is not, um, or what is less likely to provide um, the return on investment. Now for sites, having tools that help to manage their trials, the more that you can use the same tool for multiple trials, you're gonna get that long-term data asset as a site, right? A lot of times sites get tools from sponsors or their CROs that they just use for that particular trial. And they have to learn a new piece of software, they have to create a new login, they have to learn a new portal. And then when the trial is done, that all goes away and they have to learn the next thing. So by giving sites tools that they can use permanently on all of their trials, well, over time, they get this long-term data asset. They get rich patient database information that allows them as a site to surface patients easier, to work with those patients. A lot of times, you know, research coordinators and study team members at a site, let's say at a large academic medical center, maybe they're working on two different trials, but they want to have that shared potential patient database. They they want to be able to surface patients between trials. If a patient fails out of one trial, they don't want to lose track of that patient. They want to be able to easily surface that patient for another trial that they may qualify for. And so this long-term kind of data asset by giving tools to sites and sponsors that they can use across multiple trials will really ensure the ability to have those insights for future trials. Alicia Ascari, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure.
If you'd like to learn more about what Alicia and One Study Team are doing to optimize patient recruitment and enrollment, visit onestudyteam.com backslash fierce.